0: Ghostman Horror Host, yeah? Puppet Show by Ghostman Horror Host. Just getting ready, everyone. I hope you enjoyed my show tonight, says Shane, a little boy of six with blonde hair and blue eyes. Your audience await in silence. A curtain opens. A voice speaks. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight I bring you Dad. Slowly walking to the stage is a strange human like puppet. Of red legs and red arms, tripping with a red substance, a sticky red color attached to limbs of thin, long strips. Could it be flesh? The human puppet goes into a dance, like a hangman dancing from a tree. A puppet is placed on the floor, and Shane comes out. To nothing but silence, Shane looks at his audience and creeps towards a small woman with brown hair, a slightly overweight, and whispers in her, ears. It's your turn now, mummy dearest, to be my puppet. The other members of the audience stay sat in silence. What do you expect there will be else to do? The End ghost man, horrors host here. It started with a whisper by Peter John. My eyelids felt heavy, but seemed reluctant to close. Sleep was eluding me, and my effort to break free from consciousness was draining my body of what little strength had remained. That was why, the first time that he spoke to me, I excused the experience as yet another symptom of my sleep-deprived, starved mind. As the darkness drew even closer, I found myself focusing inwardly with the calm of the night that came to my bedside, and whispered their quiet woes into my ears. I could feel their warm breath as their words brushed against my face. My skin cooled with every syllable and stuttered moan that was forced into my conscious mind. I find myself craving sleep as a form of escape, but it's a fruitless dream. It was a fruitless dream. I still lay, I lay still with my weakened state holding me to the bed while a constant flow of whispered doom laid siege to my defenceless ears. Relief only came from the glowing light of dawn. As the first scrawny filaments of light slipped through the cracks in the curtains, the voices began to fade, till the, until all I could hear was the sound of birdsong outside. As I looked back on to the first night, I found myself wishing for another like it. I suffered a tormenting experience, which turned about turned out to be nothing compared to which that was to follow. The day after, I felt as I was living in a blurred world. I felt detached from my surroundings and distractions I usually craved. The evening seemed to arrive without warning, and the night crept like like a prowler, searching for an unlocked door. Even though I was exhausted, and still found myself delaying. It didn't have to burn me to bed. I sat alone in my living room, flicking through the channels on my television, but I couldn't find anything to engage my tired mind. The television switched off, and the room fell dark. I assumed I had it accidentally pressed and remote control with my weary condition. Then I felt the weight of another person join me on the sofa. The nearest light was in the hallway, and it barely penetrated beyond the living room door. Even as I strained my eyes to peer through the darkness, I could see nothing beyond the end of my nose i could I could feel my weight shifting. I could hear the sound of shallow Bre breaths I could found I couldn't move move at first through luck, through fear or lack of strength. I sat blindly through waiting for the cold touch for whatever it was that sat beside me. My strength suddenly returned, I jumped to my feet, only to watch the door swing shut as I stepped on towards it. The room was now pitch black, and the only comfort I could find was the solidness of the wall. I pressed my back against it. The four walls creaked as if supporting heavy footsteps, and a gentle flow of cold air brushed against my skin. I felt goosebumps begin to form, and hairs on my neck, arms rose. Attention, the shadowed breathing became a low growl. Like someone was breathing from clenched teeth, I could feel the presence close by. I was too scared to reach out to confirm my ears. Hot breath stroked my air, ear. I could feel, its, uh, feel the air. It was disturbed by movement around me. It was so close now, I embraced myself for fear. Filled with its touch, the ten- television switched back on and flooded the room in multicolored light. I could see that I was alone. The rest of the world passed under the shadow of the By But the president's of return before the morning arrived. I struggled to understand the events of the night and found it difficult to excuse them as just figments of my imagination. As the day wore, so did my apprehension of the approaching night. I tried to stay away from the home by visiting various clubs and bars. I was drinking more than I used to. I combined with my lack of sleep, my grasp of reality began to fade. I had a murky awareness so I sat upon the barstool in a drinking settlement, only a short walk from my home. I had no idea what I was drinking by then. It was there anyone else currently enjoying the same miss surroundings? I lacked the strength to resist. With resortion finally took me. It was still dark when I woke, but there was there was enough light for me. To recognise my own bedroom. I hadn't no memory of turning home, no intention of staying. I tried to move, but I felt my limbs wouldn't respond. I couldn't even move to my head. I was stuck with, with a so I was I was so I was stuck with a straight upward view of the ceiling. I began to panic and my mind spanned in circles. But suddenly he stopped turning. When I heard that the first of the whispers, voices clearer than before as it told their stories of misfortune. I could feel their faults as if they began to mingle with my own. I felt a clammy, clammy touch around my ankles. Coldness slowly rose to my, up my legs, leaving my body numb and lifeless. All I, I lost my feeling below my waist as a chill rose around through my stomach. The voice echoed through my head protecting a future of torment, predicting future of torment, I felt my arms grow dead. As a sensation reached my shoulders and my chest became numb, as the coldness invaded my neck, the voices fell silent, where my ears felt a chill, where my mind succumbed to deathly touch. As I lay awake in the well below, upon the edge of dreams, listen to my shallow voice, listen to my story of all, as I whisper the tale of my passing into my def- into your defense's ear. Can you imagine the fate that awaits you? And Horror Host here. Creaking by ghostman Horror Host. Creak, creak, creak. Went the bed. Creak, creak, creak. Drilling into my head. Creak, creak, creak. All night long. Creak, creak, creak. Nothing was going on. Creak, creak, creak. Please stop that noise. I cannot stand it no more. Creak, 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 came from the bed. Creak, 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 I've had enough. I want this creak to stop. Creak, 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 it's driving me insane. I wish this creak was dead. Creak, 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 I've had no, I cannot stand it no more. I will sort out this creaking once more. Creak, 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 the noise began to sound more. So I decided to knock on my neighbor's door. Creak, 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 my neighbor answered the door to me. I said to him, Please make your bed stop creaking. It's driving me mad, you see. Enid looked at him and said, I cannot hurt my bed, creaking, creaking all night long, for I cannot get the oil to give to make it stop. So I am afraid you have to start making make do. So please go away. This property does not belong to you. So I went back to my apartment, and I heard a noise again. Creak, creak, creak went the bed. Creak, 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 please oil that bed tonight. So I decided to go back and see Enid tonight. Creak, 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 went to bed. As I opened her bedroom window and looked inside, Enid was asleep on top of the creaking bed. Creak, 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 I entered the room. Creak, creak, creak with my knife. I slit her throat. Creak, 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 began to stop. Now the bed is creaking no more, for it's been oiled by her blood, you see. I don't think this creaking has made me mad. What do you think? Do you think I'm mad for going, not liking the creak, creak, creak? This This story was based loosely on the raven, by Edgar Allan Poe. Grossman Ha oh, Host here! Alone by Sonia. C. Dot. Every night the same nightmare. I was standing in front of a large, derelict Victorian hospital. The windows are boarded up, and graffiti covered most of the visible stonework, which wasn't smothered in ivy. The whole place was in a sorry state. But the cave, apart from the door, it was a still but cool night. I shivered slightly. The enormous wooden front door was painted a bright, a dark, a deep red, with a door knocker in the centre depicting a brass representation of the devil. The paint gleamed in the moonlight. It almost seemed to be wet still, and an unnerving appearance of fresh blood, invisibly. I felt compelled to approach the door with a swing which swung open automatically creaking noisily on its ancient hinges before me was a long clinical corridor the floor littered with debris such as dead leaves empty beer cans and crisp packets it appeared as though by day this place was a popular haunt for the bored youths my feet moved slowly forward until I was inside the building. The door closed behind me, yet I was still able to dimly concern my surroundings. Passing along the corridor, my shoes, not cans, flying and crunched over, packing loudly. The sound echoed along the hallway, leading me ever forwards. Numerous doors lined the walls of the corridor. Some were closed, dirty, and smeared, with all kinds of unidentified marks. These doors were left were open, led into offices, or long abandoned wards. Some of the furniture still remained dusty and poor with now. Papers covered much of the floor, but there were also telltale signs of road infestation. It is impossible to tell how long this place had been abandoned, or whether it even existed outside of my imagination. Somehow it felt real. Although I might have been here at some f- forgotten point of my younger life, although it might seem incredible, there is still a smell of disinfectant everywhere. Even fro- though there clearly been no cleaning done for years, the only sounds created were well by my shoes, a distant faint drip of a tap somewhere. A dull lighting casts shadows across my path with beams of brightness. That's Showing through door open doors, I didn't know where my destination lay. I trusted my legs to know which way to turn when, a, when a change of direction was called for. Whatever way the corridors led, each turn showed me the same view. I could have been going around in circles had it been not for the fact I eventually always ended up in front of the double door twin doors, and. Uh, this is where my feet hesitated, though wanting to protect me from what lay beyond the doors. There was a window in each door. They were grimy and supposed to peer through them into the room beyond. Tentatively, I took a small step forward and rested my ha- hands against the doors, pushing th- slightly against the sticky surface. I was surprised to see how easy and noiselessly they swung open. The room at one time had been operating theatre. Empty metal voids, lay abandoned across the floor. A couple of curtains of wing wheeled frames blocked my view f- into the room. But I also knew that lay behind them, as they swung by some, as 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 if pulled by some invisible force. I stepped into the large room and let the doors sw- swing shut behind me. A breeze from the closing doors sent a layer of dust in the air and my coughing sounded loud and false in the open qu- in the quiet space. I moved forward, brushing past one of the curtains. The upper taping table was still in situ. Unlike everything else I'd been had seen since entering the hospital, this looked clean and white. Reaching the earth's edge of the table, I stretched out my hand and ran my hand across the surface, its spotless and personal yet it appeared to be waiting for me. Ne nervously I looked around the room. It was empty. I was alone. Suddenly, I found myself lying on the table. My clothes were placed by a standard issue gl- green u- gl- 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 robe. The overhead lights flashed on it in an instant, making me jump to surprise. The bright immunization of the room seemed to p- respect the pure white light of all directions. It The from the closing doors sent a layer of dust in the air, and my coughing sounded loud, and forced into the quiet space. I moved forward, brushing past one of the curtains. The operator table was still in situ. Unlike everything else I see- had seen since entering the hospital, this looked clean and white, reaching the edge of the table. I stretched out my hand and ran my fingers along the surface. It was spotless and personal yet it appeared to be waiting for me nervously i looked around the room it was empty and i was alone suddenly i found myself lying on the table my clothes replaced by a standard issue green hospital robe the hovered lights flashed in an instant making me jump in surprise with the bright illumination the room seemed to reflect a pure white light in all directions of early grime a mess had vanished yet i knew i was still alone the weight was internal but I didn't try to move or to escape, as though they came it was is it, it was as though what came next was inevitable. How retirifying. Although I was aware of waiting, it was most relaxing. The white light blot out everything else. Around me in the silence was a vegetable. My eyelids felt heavy. But then this was a nightmare. You can't sleep when You you can't Go to sleep when you're already asleep. Then came the sound of footsteps and whispered voices. I became alert whilst I wasn't tied to the table. I wasn't able to move either, but my eyes searched for the same sign. Some sign of who was approaching. The footsteps stopped to the side of the table. I heard the hurried whispers and believed I could take the sound of breathing too, but still was unable to see anyone. The same sensation was unnerving. I knew I was sweating profusely, for a moment something was everything was silent again. The flash I saw the large, sharp-edged knife rise up out of nowhere before it plunged into my chest. Of all, the blow was terrific. In fact, it was so fast and powerful In pain it didn't register immediately. Then the reality began to sink in. I felt a blade being drawn from my body before, once more, I delivered a second stab. The blade blows came fast and furious. One after the other somehow I was still aware of what was happening even though I could i I feel nothing. It was if I was now watching my own death and another high point in the room. There isn't one no, there was no one holding knife, but it was moving backwards and forwards and my body became coated in the blood in a bath. I could see my eyes staring up blindly at me, blood in the corner of each mouth and running from my nose the horrible horror continued here looked as if i was dressed in a full length red robe a gaping hole was all that was left of my stomach and chest i'm fascinating to see me lying there but i knew i was moved from the corpse upon which i looked the knife was now lying next to my body abandoned by the invisible murderer Gradually, the scene faded after of my eyes. The horror continues as I closed and filled the dress, of red robe, and gave me hold with the left in my stomach and chest. A marley facet seemed to there, lying there. I know I had moved the corpse upon which I looked. Life was now lying next to my body, abandoned by the invisible murderer. Gradually the scene faded before my eyes, as the light dimmed until I was surrounded by complete darkness. Considering I had witnessed yet I had witnessed yet again. I wondered why this particular nightmare was occurring. Why was I who was responsible for killing me? And what on earth did it have to do with my life now? Life was becoming a bit creepy, to be honest. Just as a nightmare. I was always alone. I know it sounds crazy, but I think I'm in my own bed, my own house, when I wake up. It feels familiar, but odd, too. I think it's the isolation which makes me hesitate. It was my normal experience. Existence. There should be another person. Yet in my house, there's at least ten, at least passing by in the street a foot by a car however there's no one just me day after day it's always the same I spend the day at home al- alone at home and then at night the nightmare returns I've got to do something serious thinking about this or it'll drive me crazy it could be simply simpler If I recall a time before this was a normal state of existence, but my mind was empty as my previous life, I think about a nightmare, forced myself to return to the spooky surroundings and horrific ending. I like—I made a screenplay out of my mind until I get, the operated, get to the operating fear, trying to view the episode from a different perspective. I contrastate the voices and squeeze my eyes tightly, shatter as I search for some clues. To the identity of the approaching people. The mist is now clearing and for the fir- first time, I see the face opening my eyes in shock. I raise the mirror and, sc- and stare. I made um, the scene play out of my mind until I get to the operating theater, thing trying to view the purpose from a different perspective. I concentrate the voices and squeeze my eyes tightly as I search for some clues to the identity of the approaching people. I miss it slowly clearing and for the first time I see the face opening my eyes in shock, I rise to the mirror and stare at my own, my own reflection. Is it, uh, is it me? Is it me? In the hospital? Is it me? Am I being carrying a knife and inflicting the injuries? How could it be? How can I slaughter myself? Again I close my eyes and immediately transported to the moment. I watch over my shoulders. I plunge a knife into the hospital's body. The face I see on the table is not my own. It is the face of an old woman. It changed into a young woman. Then I made a rage back. Mm. I take, make a screenplay in my mind while operating the table, taking, trying to view the episode from a different perspective. I concentrate on the voices and squeeze my eyes tightly. shut as I search for some clues to the identity of the approaching pit bull. A miss is clearing, sl- slowly clearing, and for the first time, seeing the face, opening my eyes in shock. I rush to the mirror and stare at my reflection. It is me. In the hospital, it's me. I see carrying the knife and inflicting the injuries, but how can it be? How can I be of myself? Again I close my eyes and immediately transport it to the moment. I watch over my shoulder as I plunge the knife into a helpless body, but the face I see at the table is not my own, it is the face of an old man, when it changes, then it changes to a young woman, then a middle-aged woman, and so on, as I watch myself murder people, person after person. Upon uh, opening my eyes, uh, slowly the relation is realizing it's me. I haven't been watching any of uh, my own death, but a replay of all the deaths I have caused. I am a killer. My blood runs cold. How many were there? Too many. I didn't close my eyes again, and then the mist completely vanished. I have, uh, I have answers. I am guilty of. Co- Killing other man- humans. This, I, this is my poetry to live in eternal in isolation. I go through the same horror inflicting the others each night in my dreams. It's appropriate that I am alone. My man is being slow and deserved. I am the only person who should have to live my, with myself in hell. The end. Ghost Man, hi, host here. "'You didn't turn up by Ghostman Horror Host.' "'Well, sir, it looks like your date is late.' or not turning up,' says the smarmy-looking waiter, "'in his best-pretend French accent. "'Here am I, sitting on a table, bought at great expense. "'It's going to leave me poor for the rest of the week. "'Beans on toast for me. Hurrah! "'It has taken me ages to build up the carriage "'to sign up to a dating site. "'Site? Cupid? Arrow? "'Why do they always have such enough names?' I put in my personal preferences for type and any subjects I like to talk about, my hobbies, the usual boring stuff. Only bullsh- bullshitting a tiny bit. Does not everyone do the same? Well, I think it's time to give up the ghost, lick my wounds, pay the bill and walk home. Too-too, not even having the bus fare home. Boo-hoo me. Suddenly a woman enters the restaurant with blonde flowing hair, our glass figure, and sits down to it. Mut- at my table, excuse me, she says, "Are my date tonight, as I th- thought you want didn't turn up. I replied, I felt the same, and was about to leave. She chatted and laughed, getting to know you phase in full mode. Her name is Gina. She likes all the stuff I like. we have we could be two peas in a pod. Gina then asked if i could would like would like to go to her place for coffee. I am thinking my luck is in." This is almost code for pleasurable experience, wink wink. Say no more, I do the gentleman thing, pay the bill. No, I did not leave a tip. I didn't think the dinner was the bee's knees. So me and Gina walk along the road. She only lives locally, just above the flower shop, near the underpass. So we are chatting and ambling along, and the under approaches, the light darkens gina stops talking and says please go ahead for five minutes i've got to adjust my shoes it's a bit loose so i proceed to walk ahead suddenly and thought i could react i was leapt upon with sharp deep needle-like teeth sinking into my neck i fall to the ground mounted on top of me gina not a blonde hair an hourglass figure but a sagging skin aged woman very witch-like i try to resist but my blood is being drained i am getting paler my breast shadow i am dying a dark-haired mouse-like woman enters the restaurant scanning the tables a waiter goes over yes madam can i help you the woman says yes i am Anna. i am looking for a man named george here's my blind date from cupid's arrow the end